Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community, and let's talk PBL. Hey, Impact Makers. As I'm working with teachers to design project-based learning experiences, I notice that confusion often arises when they are completing phase five of the Impactful PBL Roadmap planning process. Now, if you remember, phase five is all about creating students' daily learning experiences or their daily lessons. And teachers are often excited about exploring project-based learning as an instructional method because they believe that PBL is valuable and they agree that students have an opportunity to learn content at a deeper level through PBL due to its real-world context. However, When asked why they haven't implemented PBL in their classroom as of yet, or why they don't facilitate a PBL unit often, teachers often state that time is a factor. I often hear, I don't have time for projects because I have to teach the standards or follow the district curriculum. When I hear this statement, I immediately know that the teacher is unclear about what the day-to-day of project-based learning should look, sound, and feel like. And if you have said this statement before, then this episode is for you. Perhaps there is some confusion about how to effectively plan for a project-based learning unit or why planning is even necessary, why you should spend the time to plan a unit. Now, planning is an essential component of the project-based learning process. And if you are planning a verse, meaning you oppose the idea of planning your instructional process or practices, then you'll be overwhelmed by PBL. Even with a well-planned PBL unit, unexpected challenges occur. However, having a project plan will guide you through your next steps. So it's worth spending the time to write a project-based learning unit plan. When planning a PBL unit, you will examine the power of backwards planning by starting with the learning objectives, which is phase one of the impactful PBL roadmap. And after selecting the learning goals, it's time to create your driving question to guide the project, which is phase two of the impactful PBL roadmap. Now, remember that a driving question is an overarching question that will guide students' learning during the project-based learning unit. And it answers students' common thought of, why are we learning this? The driving question should connect to the learning goals. So if you're at this phase of the planning process, at this point, you may have some idea of the type of public products or solutions that students might want to create. But you're probably wondering how to guide students to create those products. Now, let's explore the planning process. The Apathful PBL Roadmap Planning Document guides educators to craft high-performance project-based learning experiences, and it provides an overview or an outline of what standards, content, and learning activities that students will explore during the unit. And by the end of the planning process, the nine phases that I created, you will be prepared to facilitate a project-based learning unit. Before we dive into the components of a unit plan, let's relate some common language that you may have heard when you're thinking about traditional planning and connect that to the PBL planning process. So let's first discuss unit plans. Now, unit planning provides teachers with a sense of direction and organization during the teaching and learning process. A unit plan takes a major academic topic or standards, and it breaks it down to the various skills and concepts into smaller units of information so that you can determine what students need to learn and when they need to learn it to master the academic content. 
Now, sometimes teachers may write I can statements or students will be able to statements to describe what students will learn during the lesson that day. When creating a project-based learning unit plan, you're going to follow the same structure. You're going to determine what students need to know to master the learning standards and ultimately create a public product to answer the driving question. At this point in the planning process, you will have a good understanding of how long the actual unit would take to complete, meaning whether this is a four-week or a six-week or eight-week PBL experience. A unit plan consists of concepts and learning goals that are taught over a period of time, and they're integrated together over a course of a few weeks. And it provides an overview of numerous daily lesson plans. So you want to map out what students need to learn to successfully master the content so that they can answer the driving question. This strategy will also help estimate how long the PBL unit will last, allowing you to create a project timeline. So some questions that you will want to consider is, how long does it normally take to teach this content? Is this the first time students will explore this content? Because we know that introducing new content takes more time since students won't have prior experience with it. Another question you might want to consider is, are there days during your PBL unit where you would not have instructional time? Think about holidays, school events district assessments, etc. Another question to consider is, do you plan to teach an interdisciplinary unit by integrating standards outside of your content area? If so, do you need to add more instructional time? Once you reflect on those questions, it's now possible to draft your daily learning outcomes. So let's go back to our example driving question. How can we use our math skills to help an architect design a floor plan and model for a new community? Now, in this particular PBL example, some of the standards that students will explore during this unit would be solving real-world problems using area and perimeter, scale drawing, scale factor, and recognizing and representing proportional relationships between quantities. So let me share week one of an example project calendar or unit plan. For example, on Monday, the teacher may decide that we have a guest speaker, and this guest speaker will come and they will talk about their role as an architect and how what they do impact local communities. Students will also watch a video showing the damage that was caused by the hurricane because of the reason why they are creating a floor plan in a new in a model community is because it was destroyed during the hurricane. So students will watch a video showing the damage caused by the hurricane. On the same day, the teacher will introduce the driving question, the scenario, and hook to launch the project. Now I'll share the I can statements for the rest of the week. So on Tuesday, Students will be able to say, I can compute lengths and areas from scale drawings using strategies such as proportions, and they'll create a KWL chart as well. On Wednesday, they will be able to say, I can identify scale copies. On Thursday, they can say, I can make a scale copy. And on Friday, they should be able to say, I can find the length of a side or measure of an area giving a shape and a scale factor. So that's just week one of this particular unit plan. Notice that each day the teacher has a clear idea of what students should be able to do. Beyond recording what students will learn each day and what they will do each day, the teacher is also recording how they would teach the content, including milestones to monitor students' progress. When drafting a driving question, you may have already imagined what type of products or solutions students might create. So you're going to estimate how much preparation, revision, and feedback students may need to prepare for the showcase or culminating event. And then you're going to block off those days for execution. So if we're thinking about the unit plan that I was just sharing, the teacher recorded when students will actually start to design their model home, when they will receive feedback, when they will practice their presentation, and the approximate date for their showcase, in addition to everything that they're going to learn each day. So in this example, the actual unit plan was three weeks long. 
So for the first two weeks, the teacher recorded all the content that students will need to learn, how they're going to learn it, and what pieces of their public product they will create each day. So the teacher included when they would do guided research, when they would do open research, when would they start to design their floor plan, when would they get feedback on their floor plan, etc. So once you have what students will learn and do each day, the overview of it, now it's time to design the daily learning experiences. So remember, your unit plan is going to sequence the ideas for your lessons so that they can build upon each other. And ideally, by the time students get through all of your lessons, they should be able to take what they know and produce a public product or a solution to the driving question. Now it's time to go through and write the daily lesson plans. A lesson plan is a daily guide for what students need to learn, how it will be taught, and how learning will be evaluated. Now, some teachers utilize the gradual release model, which is the I do, we do, you do model, while others may use the 5E, the engage, explore, explain, elaborate, and evaluate model to plan daily lessons. Just like with traditional lesson planning, during project-based learning, it's essential to select appropriate activities, materials, and resources that will lead students to achieve the lesson objective, ultimately leading them to answer the driving question. Now, you may choose to teach some content through direct instruction, small group instruction, workshop models, station, labs, etc. While PBL is a student-centered model, it is still teacher-facilitated. So it's important to scaffold student learning to ensure that they obtain the content and the skills necessary to master the learning objective. Because remember, ultimately, they have to be able to craft a solution to answer the driving question. Now, teachers spend the majority of their planning time creating the unit plan and daily lesson plans. However, the length of time depends on how well the teacher knows the standards selected for the unit. For example, if you have experience teaching this content already, then you most likely have a baseline of lessons and learning activities that you can modify versus starting from scratch. However, if this is the first time teaching this content, then you will need to determine the logical sequence that students would need to go through to master this content before you get to designing your daily lesson plans. But one advantage of crafting a PBL unit plan is that once it's completed, you have four, seven, eight weeks, depending on how long your PBL unit is, you have a blueprint for your instruction over that course of time. You don't have to worry about a weekly planning process for those four to six, seven weeks. I encourage you to read the article that accompanied this podcast episode so that you can see an example of what the day-to-day will look like when you're creating a unit plan. Now it's time to take action. Utilize your standards and learning objectives to create a project-based learning unit plan for your students. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. If you found this episode insightful, do me a favor, leave a review or share it with a teacher friend. And don't forget to join us for the next episode.